a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down. No. He, he, the thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Uh, there, 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 there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus is coming. The answer is, no, no, that's wrong. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me and God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy. I've got, I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they, they, they feel like wine. Bull rider. Yeah, and uh, what else am I? I can't remember. I can't remember and them I'm all either. Them. They're just too numerous. <laughs> Clearing the house one room at a time. This is Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a good way. You, you know, spent some time you know, to think of a little joke, so I got to uh, think of something at the end here. The points you know, are like, you know, it's kind of like around the holidays. You got you know maybe some some people, some relatives, or some friends of their house that you you know after after a day at Thanksgiving or something like that, you, you want to give them the hint that it's time for them to leave. You know, their 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 welcome is over, and I think Table Talk Radio serves that purpose. You know, it's you just throw on some Table Talk Radio. I guess he wants us to leave. Yes. <laughs> Well, today we are doing um, the hymn song cruncher, formerly known the hymn as song cr- oh the pra- <laughs> <laughs> the praise song cruncher. It just so happens, um, you know, our, our listeners have emailed us in at questions at Table Talk Radio, and the next two on the list are happen to be both hymns. Hymns. Um, now we'll see if if the hymns uh, withstand the criteria of the praise song cruncher. Uh, yes, that's what we'll find out. And if you want to look at the praise song cruncher, you can look at it at Table Talk Radio. Org, but first, we have some uh, buzzwords. Uh, yes. My buzzword for you is the word imputation. Imputation. Is that a new one? No, I think I did that like two weeks ago. Hmm. I, I did impute two weeks ago. Oh. Well, anyway, new for me. <laughs> a term employed in Scripture with reference to the sin of Adam and the righteousness of Christ. The sin of Adam is so attributed to every man as to be considered in the divine counsels his own and rendering him guilty of it. Again, the righteousness of Christ is so attributed to man, a believer, as to be considered his own, and that he is therefore justified by it. There you go. Okay. Imputed. Imputation. Imputation. <laughs> All right, my theological buzz word for you is Marcionism. Uh, you know, from the from our friend Marcion. Yep. Uh, he was a Gnostic, and uh, he taught that the um, the Old Testament um, believed in an altogether different God than the New Testament. Yes. Different God. So you you have just a completely different different God. Um, and so uh, let's see, he was he was uh, excommunicated as a heretic, I believe. He also, by the way, taught that Jesus wasn't born of a woman. That's kind of important if you're going to be a Christian. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> But, you know, fellas like uh, Justin Martyr and Tertullian um, uh, straightened this guy out and kicked him out. So there you go. Yeah. So, uh, Marcionism. I'm sure I'll work that in. Yeah. 
Okay. So uh, I guess we get to the praise song crunch. Do you want to head? Uh, never mind. You don't have it pulled up. I'll uh, read the criteria of the praise song cruncher. This Hold is on. the is praise it song on our cruncher. Table to- I'm on, I am checking Facebook, so if it's on our Facebook. No, it's not here. Shock. Look at all this stuff happening on our Table Talk radio page. Yeah, look at it all. Mm. <laughs> I just got a note <laughs> By here. By the way, uh, <laughs> I want to. I, I don't know how many of our listeners. Uh, Wander upon this website of uh, Brothers of John the Steadfast. You you interviewed uh, what's his name at the beginning of our existence about Brothers of John the Steadfast. Yes. Um, who was at, that? Pastor Rosso. Yeah, that's who it was. And uh, so at steadfastlutherans.org. Now I'm not sure if our listeners know this, but there is a conference they hold every year, a national conference, and um, yeah. February 15th, 16th. And you <laughs> happen to be one of the honored speakers, huh? You're right, right, indeed. So I was I was checking out this website last night and and saw a new banner they put up in promotion of this conference, and they have three pictures there. The first one is Jonathan Fisk of World Review Lasting. He's smiling there. You know, it's like, hey, Internet, you know, it's like, you know, nice big smile. And then there's James oh, May. Oh, look at that. I see it now. There's James May of Lutherans Africa. He's, you know, looks like a very friendly guy. Hey, I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, Lutherans in Africa. And then the third one is the Pastor Wolf Miller Table Talk Radio, and he doesn't have a smile on his face. He There's has the, problem, the kind of look on his face like, I just farted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brother. Look at, are you looking at this? I look at it. It does look like, I think that's actually what I was doing. <laughs> that picture is when um uh, uh when I was uh at there last year talking. Nice. So now I'm checking to see my schedule to see what I'm supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Becoming a Lutheran out of evangelism. Oh no, out of evangelicalism. Out of evangelism. Like a great topic. <laughs> Lutherans out of evangelism. <laughs> yeah. Be done with it. Uh, but you don't really care about what you're talking about. What you really care about is that my stand-up comedy is that here somewhere? <laughs> Probably not. No pietist allowed parties. You, you would think that it would be. It would be. Hey, come here, Wolf Mueller, uh, do comedy, and with some other speakers as well. Yeah. I know. I'm so surprised. Their marketing did is is horrendous here. <laughs> I mean, if they want people to come, they should announce the comedy club. <laughs> I do think I'm going to tell a joke. I I know a joke now. My dad told me a joke, so I've got a joke to tell. Oh, here, I'll tell it here. You're so it's tell not where our listeners are probably going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that dad joke? So here's here's how it goes. Uh, a boy uh, was really wanted some sort of toy, and so he he was kept praying and praying for a hundred bucks. And, uh, and uh, it never came. So finally he decided to write a letter to God. So he wrote a letter, and he addressed it to God, and he put it in the mail, and the post office saw the letter, and they said, oh, to God. So they sent it to President Obama. <laughs> That's the first funny part. So then President Obama gets it very moved by this uh, note to God for this little boy, so he says he probably doesn't know the difference, so he sends him five bucks back with a little note. And the boy gets it, and he write, sits down to write a thank you note to God. He says, God, thank you so much for sending the hundred bucks. But I noticed that you routed your letter through Washington, D.C., and our president probably took the 95 bucks out of there (laughs) and sent me five. Uh, That's a political joke. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Anyway. Nice. That's all. So the praise praise song cruncher. The number one question um, for the praise song cruncher is Jesus mentioned. And that's important because if Jesus is mentioned... The if Jesus isn't mentioned, I should say, the song is hardly going to give you the forgiveness of sins, right? Right. Yes. I'm not. I'm. Lo- I'm looking at this promotional stuff for the thing here. 
Okay. Someone wants to know if it's better to say at the Embassy Suites or the Stay Bridge. Question number two is mystical form. Does a song use sentences with subject, verb, and object, um, or sentence fragments um, full of song impressions or assertions? Um, so, and then there's also the repetition question. Does it use the song over, the same words over and over and over? Um, so that this would be a number 10 on very mystical or number one, not very mystical. And then after mystical form is mystical content. Now there's five different categories in which one uh, might enter the realm of high mystical content. Uh, and that would be um, uh, immediacy, so that the song is um, talking about immediate experiences of God, seeing, touching, feeling. Um, romance, loss of self, you know, this is one of being engulfed or uh, absorbed, consumed by God. Um, an internal, uh, some, that God is doing something inside of me, uh, or just something being very subjective, something that, that um, you do rather than what God has done. And so a 1 to 10 scale on mystical content. Law and gospel, they both uh, rightly divided and not mixed up. And last but not least, any other explicit false teaching. So that's the criteria um, for uh, for the praise song cruncher. Now, I have an email here. As you were talking, someone asked to join our Table Talk radio page. Jesse, you're in right now. Cool. Right. Thanks, Jesse, so much. Okay, this email is from Ellis. He says... Could you guys crunch the hymn, God of Our Fathers, in time for my birthday, July 4th? You want to answer that question? Yeah, July 4th. Next year? Or this year? This came June 20th, 2012. No, we okay. cannot crunch it in time. <laughs> Thanks. It would be a terrific present for my uh, official entering of the geezerhood and <laughs> becoming eligible to collect Social Security. Congratulations, yeah. Ellis. Wow. Um, probably every congregation from confession. I don't know the demographic of our listener, our five listeners that well to know that we had a couple that were getting ready to retire. Yeah, at least um, at least twenty five percent are entering or twenty percent are entering geezerhood. Because <laughs> Ellis is. Yeah. Thanks. Nice. Um, but I'm glad I got the math right finally on that. <laughs> uh, Probably every congregation from confessional Lutherans to postmodern emergent uh, to pre-apostolic dispensational Baptarian will be singing this ditty on July 1st, uh, because that was Sunday. As a uh, trumpet player, I have been compelled to play the uh, obligato fanfares a bazillion times. Therefore, I miss the words until becoming addicted to table talk radio. And now I always pay attention to the words, even when I'm yes. playing my trumpet. Did you hear that? We are his favorite. Did he say that we're his favorite YouTube addiction? Or did he just say addicted? Addicted. Okay. Well, we'll just assume. <laughs> Is there a competition now for uh, one's favorite YouTube addiction? There's no competition. Internet addiction? Not a, oh, how come we're not recording this on the video, by the way? Uh, I think there's a very obvious reason why we're not doing that. Did we forget to do that? Uh, I we were supposed to do that. Have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to hit a commercial break. I'll finish this email, and then we'll, we'll start crunching the hymn, God of Our Fathers. Time, You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Uh, we'll be right back. brought to you courtesy of Red, White, and Blue. The most persevering listeners in radio. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. It's time for the now 8th annual Our Lutheran Faith Lay Theological Conference. This year's topic, I Believe in the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. 
by Pastor Daniel Burhoff of University Lutheran Chapel in Boulder, Colorado. This all takes place in Greeley, Colorado at Trinity Lutheran Church on Saturday, February the 9th, beginning at 9 a.m. If you're in the Colorado area and like to go to the Our Lutheran Faith Lay Theological Conference on February 9th, visit the link on our website, tabletalkradio.org, for RSVP information. Again, the Our Lutheran Faith Lay Theological Conference is on February the 9th at Trinity Lutheran Church in Greeley, Colorado. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. And we're back on Table Talk Radio. Ellis continues. He says, I have been unable to find any branches of Celebrate Recovery which focus on Table Talk Radio addiction. Do you know any? Is there one no. there at Hope? Okay. No. Um, there's, <laughs> there's nothing in this <laughs> hymn which explicitly references uh, the God of the Bible, Christ, or the Gospel. Presumably, Christians singing this have a common understanding of the meaning. But the meaning seems deliberately vague enough for all deists to unite in nationalistic bosom-burning fellowship around this hymn. <laughs> I don't think this is good. I have become... Nationalistic <laughs> bosom-burning what? Fellowship. Oh, man, that's hilarious. This Ellis does not act like a geezer, I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, Ellis, no. you still got it. Here, here's the next line. He says, have I become a cranky curmudgeon in my old age? <laughs> no way. Cranky curmudgeon? I realize I cool. that criticizing... Cranky curmudgeon is the new cool. <laughs> I realize that criticizing the sim is a pretty risky thing to do in a publicly confessing I dislike apple pie or NASCAR. <laughs> I hope... You ought to... You, you uh, um, what's it called? Interview Ellis. He might be your... Uh, what's it called? Co-host that you want to do. <laughs> you know? I know. Uh... I hope that you have the courage to take this one up, even though doing so will alienate you from patriotic groups as well as draw the attention of anti-terrorist government agencies. <laughs> many hymnals, my church, um, many hymnals, my church use used to use them before the projection screen was installed. Have a section patriotic hymns for use in corporate worship. What do you think of this? The hymns, not the screen. And then uh, here is then the. Uh, uh, the hymn. This is, by the way, from Ellis in Rochester, Minnesota, and the parenthetical underneath his name is almost persuaded to be a Lutheran. I skipped, by the way, the quote from the Reformed Creed. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. You want to hear the hymn? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm sitting right. here waiting for the hymn. Okay. Here it is. God of Our Fathers. I think I heard Ellis's trumpet back there. 
This does have quite a march to it. Yeah, it says, Your love divine has led us in the past. On this free land, by you our lot is cast. O be our ruler, guardian, guide, and stay. Your word, our law, your path, our chosen way. From war's alarms, from deadly pestilence, make your strong arm our ever sure defense. Your true religion in our hearts increase. Your bounteous goodness nourish us in peace. Refresh your people on their toilsome way. Lead us from night to never-ending day. Fill all our lives with heaven-born love and grace until at last we meet before your face. Hmm. What do we do with this? (laughs) Well, is Jesus mentioned? No. God of our fathers. So, I suspect... I suspect the orthodoxy of this hymn depends very greatly on who your fathers were. <laughs> That's a good point. Because if your fathers were, you know, a bunch of behoodists. Or Marcion. Do you get, oh, man. You, I, was, I was there. I, you just pulled a rug out. That was my one shot. Oh brother! Oh, did I did I rain on your buzzword? Oh, <laughs> oh! Now, um, yeah. If your fathers are uh, Muslim, then this hymn is going to be distinctly unorthodox. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it would still make sense. It would just be unorthodox. Say, say you're a um, say you're a Muslim, but you've converted, and now you're a Christian, and so you're going to a church, and they're singing this song. You'd have to change and say, "God of their fathers." <laughs> um, okay. What about the next question? What is that? I don't know what's going on. There. Use of sentences. And uh, repetition. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think they're centers from wars, alarms, from deadly pestilence. Make your strong armor ever sure. I think this is sentency. <laughs> <That's laughs> I'm gonna write that what? one down. <laughs> sentency. That's my great. That's really great right there because number one, I don't like adverbs. Number two, I like complete sentences. <laughs> so I now have an adverb. <laughs> This is this this hymn is very sentency. Ladies and gentlemen, just a taste of what you'll hear when you <laughs> when you go to the Brothers on the Steadfast Comedy routine. I thought of another. I had another joke the other day. Did I ever tell you the joke about the uh, admiral of the uh, navy fleet and his red jacket? Oh, I, this isn't your joke. Well, I didn't make up the other one either. I don't know. <laughs> what am I, a comedian? The reason why that's funny is because I'm going to go tell jokes. Maybe I'll try to explain the jokes. That'll be the funny part. Yeah. So when Jim Gaffigan makes the whale noise, the reason that's funny is because it sounds like he's depressed. <laughs> you'll just play a little bit of Jim Gaffigan and you'll explain everything. That he yeah, does. that'll be good. Maybe I'll put Jim Gaffigan up on a PowerPoint and I'll dissect each one of his jokes. Talk about funny. Now... What was the question here? Are there sentences, Repetition. but I'm not sure what these one, this one means. Our, le- whose almighty hand leads forth in beauty all the starry band of shining worlds in splendor through the skies. Does that mean that the Lord makes the stars uh, spin around? I think that's what that means. That takes a, That's a lot of words to get to that saying that thing, which is not that good of a thing to say anyway. That's a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's your impression of me doing an impression of Jerry Seinfeld doing an impression of a horse. I think I think you said that when uh, I was over at your parents' house and and you said something about that's a lot of something. <laughs> that's a lot of money. And I just started laughing. And they were like, why are you laughing about that's, that's a lot of horses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is terrible radio. Um, oh, okay, oh. so mystical form. Can What would you mark this on at 1 to 10? It's not It's not a necessarily mystical form. Uh, no, I don't think it is, in fact. Mystical form. Okay. Um, number three is mystical content. We have immediacy, romance, loss of self. You can kind of tell it's not mystical form too, just by how the marchy the song is. It's an it's a you know patriotic hymn. And you know, here's an interesting phenomenon: patriotism is, in its best form at least, an anti-mysticism. Mysticism would be would be this kind of sense that hey, we're all one, whereas patriotism it, where, where it's doing what it rightly is is saying hey we are people of this place and there's people of that place and people of that place and so there's a locality a locatedness i'm not i'm pretty sure that's not a real word but there's a you know a kind of hey this is we're here i'm a citizen of colorado etc and that means something and that's not mystic there's a word for that the locatedness is of the anti-mystic nature of being located in a place. It is called. Can't think of it. Huh. Hmm. I don't know what that is either. I was kind of tuned out a little bit. You didn't use your buzzword, did you? Nope. Good. What is my buzzword? Marcion. You used it. <laughs> um. So, how would, how are you going to mark this? Then I mean. What are we doing now? Mystical content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is it is a little higher than mystical content simply because it is so vague. Be our ruler, guardian, guide, and stay. It's almost like a choose-your-own-god praise song. I agree, but the, that the irony of the third stanza in the third line, your true religion, our hearts increase. Right. <laughs> in our hearts are... It's a, but it, whatever we do, we're not going to define that true religion. <laughs> Your bounteous goodness nourish us in peace. There maybe should be a um, a category of hymn that would be something like hymns that you can sing when everyone is a Christian. <laughs> uh, I guess, but I mean, still. The, it's, what, it's just what, never happens what, that not everyone the, is a Christian. Oh, I see. You mean worldwide. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I see. Not, not in the building. Right, not just... But, but see, what was the thing that those the old Lutherans used to say? The um, the gospel assumed is the gospel denied? I don't think the old Lutheran said that. Okay. I think that that's a new Lutheran thing. But I, I think it's probably true. I'll do a little research on the origin of that phrase right now. Okay, why don't you do it during the break? And then we'll be right back and uh, finish crunching God of Our Fathers and then get into the next him of our crunching today. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Send us an email if you have a song you want us to crunch. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. If complaints about the show, send it to prbw at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back. Table Talk Radio.
You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Never imitated, never duplicated. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Pastor Wolfner during the break did a little bit of research, and the survey says, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, how, I just did that naturally. Is that the response to the question that the survey says? Well, if it's amazing, if it's not on there, it's like an instinctive reaction to just make a buzzing sound. I'm learning so much about myself today. <laughs> that reminds me. I know. I know you never watch The Office because it's probably not up to your. Uh, right. Standards. Hilarity but, standards. <laughs> there, there's one where, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, he, he explains the, the, the whole thing of the pla- Pavlon's dogs, you know? Uh, yeah. Is that what he said? Pavlon? Anyway. Pavlon. And, and so he, he offers Dwight um, a mint every time he restarts his computer that has a little ding. Would you like a mint? Would you like a mint? And then pretty soon he starts his computer and goes, my mouth... Taste bad. <laughs> Somebody says, "Why did I do that?" Can't <laughs> help it. That was weird. That was really weird. Anyhow, survey says I was right that it is, as far as I can see, back this. The gospel assumed the gospel denied goes back to our own very own Missouri Senate Vice President Herbert Mueller. No, it goes back. Who wrote the paper, The Gospel Assumes the Gospel Denied? It goes back further than that. He said he used to say it back in college, so and he's not that young. Oh, well, if he said it in college, it must be where it originated. Wrong. Uh, (laughs) Got it from St. Paul or something like that. Okay, so uh, let's continue then with the crunch of God of Our Fathers. Um, we are now to the question of law and gospel. Do you see law and gospel in here? No, there's no law and gospel. This is just milk toast. <laughs> I don't even know what milk toast is, but I know it when I see it. <laughs> and this is milk toast. All right. Do you want to crunch it then? Crunched? It's just, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, uh, it's like, I mean, it doesn't crunch in your mouth. It's milk toast. <laughs> It just is mushes. <laughs> okay. All right, I got another one for mushed. you then. This this hymn is mushed. Tim from uh, Thorndale, Texas writes us. He says, uh, even though maybe not a praise song, this was a staple growing up in a Church of Christ restoration movement. I'd love to hear y'all crunch this one. Hey, y'all. He actually wrote that. Y'all. He really is from Texas. He is. Uh, we in just, Texas, when you write you all, it auto-corrects to y'all. <laughs> right. Uh, we just heard it this past Sunday at our LCMS congregation where we have a small group that does country and gospel songs every fourth Sunday. Uh, so Tim has sent us the hymn uh, Trust and Obey, and here it is. Where we do is good 
What a nice fade out that was. I was ready for more though. No. Oh, well, not me to sing. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you do. Um, not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but his smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt or a fear, not a sigh or a tear can abide while we trust and obey. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Not a burden we bear, not a sorrow we share. But, uh, but our toil he doth richly repay. Not a grief or a loss, not a frown or a cross, but is blessed if we trust and obey. But we never can prove the delights of his love until all on the altar we lay. Uh, for the favor he shows, for, his, for the joy he bestows, are for them who will trust and obey. Last, last verse. In fellowship sweet we will sit at his feet, or we'll walk by his side in the way. Uh, what he says we will do, where he sins we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. There you go. Look at that. You know, this is a totally different genre. That sounded like the middle of a sentence, but it was really <laughs> the end. This is, a- this is the kind of thing when people say... When people say uh, Pastor, we should sing some old hymns. This is what is meant by the phrase "old hymns." <laughs> Do you know? I know it's a I'll thing. bet you five bucks right now. Contemporary. Five tradition. bucks or five trillion table talk radio points. It's about either one. Which you want? Is it Elvis sang this song at some point? <laughs> so, are you guessing contemporary rather than traditional? Um, contemporary rather than traditional. Yes, trust and obey, Elvis. There it is. Boom. I remember uh, <laughs> one of the one of the first t- times I was called a typical Fort Wayne grad was when uh, some some ladies from another church up north uh, were visiting for something. And... We need to do a shirt that says TFWG, <laughs> typical Fort Wayne grad. And uh, and this this particular church was trying to uh, pressure the the pastor doing some contemporary worship, and uh, and she said because this pastor was also a, a graduate of Fort Wayne, and uh, she said I don't think our pastor knows what we mean by contemporary worship. What what do you think that I mean when um, when I talk about contemporary worship? And I said um, we play a little game uh, where the distinction is 1750. So anything after 1750 is contemporary. <laughs> And her eyes get all big and go, typical Fort Wayne grad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> so this would be contemporary, though many people classify this as traditional. You should, uh, anytime someone calls you a typical Fort Wayne grad, and this applies to all of you, even if you graduated from St. Louis, you should drop a brick on your foot. That should be the reward. Uh, now, I, no, look, so different genre, and it's sh- because the, uh, trust and obey, it, this, uh, you know, the praise song cruncher is not built for this. You know what this is like? Putting, putting the, this song, him through the praise song cruncher is like, is like taking, uh, a, a, a 19, 
55 Chevy and putting it on the diagnostic machine at a <laughs> auto show. It just doesn't do the trick. You can't get to it, you know. It's a different it's a different sort of thing. So this, I mean, this song we should look at and ask if it's helpful or not. But the, I don't think the Prey song cruncher is going to get us there, because it's a finely skilled, finely tuned instrument for getting at mysticism. Mm-hmm. But anyway, well, let's talk so, about the. Well, we should well, let's say, take it through well, the, the take it through the cruncher and see what happens. Okay, let's, we'll do that uh, really quickly here. But but see that. So I think what we can say then, because the Prey song cruncher was written, uh, designed to address a particular problem, and that problem is a. Um, is a contemporary problem, <laughs> you know. But but see, so so the problem that we had with church songs from before was not that they were mystical, right? The problem that that uh, our our songs, our hymns had before was that they they lacked the gospel, they lacked the confession of Christ. Right. Um. So we're we're in a, a whole different game. And the problem I think the I think that and that this is I think where your praise song country came from. The problem is is that people are trying to address. The song, the praise songs today, uh, thinking that their only problem is the problem of before, that they only right, lack right. that they only lack I, Christian I, words. Long before, long before there was anything called contemporary worship, there was Baptists and there was Methodists and there was Episcopalians and there was Catholics and they were all singing hymns. And there was a lot of those hymns that we were not singing. I mean, just because something is a hymn doesn't mean it's going to be helpful in church. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's kind of like when. Um, you talk to someone from another church, like a Baptist church, and they're they're having the argument about uh, contemporary or traditional worship, and you feel so bad for them because you know for them, the argument to to be a traditional worship setting is simply to have our old hymns, yeah. and there's nothing yeah. more than that, you know. Yeah. But when when a Lutheran engages in that discussion, the person who is arguing for so-called traditional worship or uh, liturgical worship is arguing for the the word for for their worship to be. Um, the words of of Christ, the words of the ancient church, and the the, the form in which cr- Christianity has always worshipped for two thousand years. That's a completely different discussion. Yep. So now we have forty seconds. So what? Whoa. <laughs> well, let's we got time. What what else are we gonna do? Answer email after this? Yeah, we're gonna answer some email. Let's just crunch. I don't have any emails here. Okay, Nobody let's just send crunch. Us any emails anymore? If uh, if if you're complaining that our e- your emails aren't read on Table Talk Radio, blame Pastor Wolf Mueller. Yeah. Okay, so first, is Jesus mentioned in this song? Uh, well, so it says the Lord here. Hmm. I don't see anything to push it to make it. In. Oh, yeah, here, oh, yeah, of course, in the refrain. Trust and obey, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Okay, so Jesus is mentioned. When we get back from this break, we're going to ask a little bit more, though. Is there uh, some repetition in the song? We're going to ask some other questions like, is there repetition in the song? And then we're <laughs> so bad. That was funny. Because <laughs> you repeated yourself. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're right back on Table Talk Radio. Finish crunching this song. If we have time, I'm going to try and push your emails. We'll see what we can do. We're right back on Table Talk Radio. Because I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. Table Talk Radio, for those who have tried everything else to get a good night's sleep.
Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's the song we are crunching here. And uh, now we're to the question of mystical forms. Now we're looking for sentences of subject, verb, and object, and also um, repetition. Do you see anything? Yeah, it's uh, sort of repetitious because uh, of this um, thing, which we call the refrain. But, you know, it has stanzas, Mm -hmm. and they say different things. So, I don't know, it's kind of in the middle. I mean, it's not terribly, terribly... uh, Repetitious. It's not terribly, terribly, terribly repetitious. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we a lot of our hymns, which are good hymns, uh, has have a refrain that repeats. So, I don't think that trust and obey comes up about a bajillion times. Mm. But okay, that's what it's about. Um, what about faith this? and love? Is what Luther says. Trust and obey is what this fellow says. They're awfully close. You kind of do you kind of react to that word obey? Yeah. Uh cuz you're an antinomian. <laughs> I, I called you out just then. I like Well, the even word. trust. You know, trust can have an active and passive sense. Yes. I mean, so you can say, you know, this is this is the advice. Uh so Pastor Wolfner comes into my office and he says uh he he's despairing about something. And my advice to him is uh Brian, just trust in the Lord. Just that just made it really authentic. <laughs> just trust in the Lord. <laughs> Suddenly, I I don't think that I just gave him gospel. If you ask me. Yeah, that's right. You're right, and that's what this is. There's trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And so everything's plopped back on you. Mm-hmm. This is this thing where, you know, someone was saying in one of our emails that we were, we should add to the praise song cruncher. The Todd Wilkins sermon diagnostic question is Jesus the the uh, uh, yeah the subject the parts or object of speech of the things yeah, yeah subject or object right but, but I think that we already have that in the the last mystical content subjective oh. is the song about the things that God has done objective or about me the subject that's where this hymn is going to fall short because everything is about what I'm doing now it's not about what I'm feeling but it is about what I'm doing uh mm-hmm. yeah so if if we were if we were um, playing which playing which ladder, this would not be climbing the ladder of mysticism, but it would be climbing the ladder of moralism, right? I think so. Yeah. Now we now, can never prove the delights of His love until on the altar we lay. You you see that in the fourth stanza? We can never prove the delights of His love until on the altar we lay. For the favor He shows, for the joy He dis- bestows, are for them who will trust and obey. So this is the whole, I mean, this is the whole revivalistic thing, is that the Lord has died on the cross and done all these nice things for you, like opened up heaven, destroyed the devil, you won the forgiveness of sins, but it's only potential salvation until you activate it and make it your mm-hmm. own by your act of obedience. It's kind of like those uh, ice packs that are they're ready to go, you just have to break it, and then it activates the cool... I was thinking about just that exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Pow! Those were always kind of fun. I was the... Uh, yeah. I was a manager for one of the sports in junior high, and I, I got to do that. Pow, shake it up. I thought you were talking about, you were probably thinking about the glow sticks for when you go out Ooh, dancing. that's pretty Clubbing. Cool too. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Club Rogue River. Um, <laughs> now, we, we can now talk about the, the kind of the passive sense of trust, and this happens when um, the new man is given life in the gospel, so that Pastor Wolfman there comes in broken by the law, 
And I, I point to him um, about the crucifixion oh. of Jesus, how, how we know that God loves us by pointing to what Jesus has done for you. And then Pastor Wolfmiller walked out of my office, and he, um, being uh, uh, given new life in the gospel, he walks away trusting. But it wasn't because right. I, I gave, gave him the admonition, hey, trust in God. Indeed. It's because he, he just heard the gospel. So um, I guess my point is to just read the sentence, um, to trust and obey, is true. But we have to analyze this in a law gospel kind of a question. And um, to say that, that the kind of trust and, o- and obedience that this is referring to is, is that of the law, not of the gospel. Yep. I, I agree with that. Okay. I concur. So I think the, the praise song cruncher really got this one both in the uh, subjective. Yeah. And since we're coming to the end of the praise song cruncher, you should probably start looking for an email. Um, <laughs> that was the, very subtle. In the subjective. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want me to do? Well, when I send you an email, you just read it on the air anyway, so I might as well just tell you. Uh, the the last question of mystical content, subjective, but also in the law of gospel question. Does the song proclaim the law and its sternness and the gospel and its sweetness and not mixed up? And then here we have the mixed up. Uh, yeah, mixed. It's all mixed up. Did I say it weird? Mixed. No, I, I'm trying to say it weird because I'm from Texas. Oh, yeah. Y'all. Thanks, y'all, no. for sending these in. Yep. Don't forget to wash your hands. <laughs> All right. Let's go to your emails. I got an email from Paul. My family just went out from Chinese food, and I grabbed the fortunes. Figure you could use them for Joel Osteen or fortune cookie. Here they are. Keep up the good work. You will be rewarded. Hey, we could turn that into a hymn. <laughs> what about that? Is that true or false? Keep up the good work. You will. I think these fortune cookies... I mean, I, you know what I think is great? Uh, I want to meet someone. I, I really would. I'm going to put this on my list right now. Meet a person who writes fortune cookies. <laughs> because I mean, it would be the same as me. I bet you the person who writes fortune cookies also writes the things in the newspaper that tells you what's going to happen to everyone born in the same month. Can you imagine that? What's that thing called? Horoscope. Horoscope. Yeah, you just gotta you. You know, I think the same person that writes fortune cookies and writes the horoscope also writes the political speeches for our elected officials. <laughs> because you have to be able to say something without saying anything. You so, know, so, so you the, can read your own thing into there. The horoscope writer aspires to the position of fortune cookie writer, and then the fortune cookie writer aspires to the position of speech writer. Yeah, and then the speech writer aspires to the position of megachurch pastor. <laughs> Here's the next one. You're headed in the right direction. Trust your instincts. You see, if the fortune cookie said you're headed in the wrong direction, don't trust your instincts, then you might, you know. Anyway. Well, that's negative. You know, you always got to be in the positive. Eat chocolate to have a sweeter life. There you go. <laughs> I like that From one. Paul, your official <laughs> astrophysicist listener, Paul. Oh, Paul, by Paul. the way, I think it is just terribly presumptuous Paul, to think Paul, that Paul. just because you're an astrophysicist listening to Table Talk Radio that you would be the only official oh, astrophysicist. I mean, Please, what, what do you think? We have humility. a small market here? I mean, our target audience humility. is the oh. astrophysicist. Mm. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. We got time for this? Yeah, a couple minutes. All right, Age of Accountability. Dear Lumpy, we'll have to stand in for Lumpy now. Uh-oh. 
I heard your employers discuss that Baptists do not understand faith and choice concerning the age of accountability. Evan said that if babies die, it's because of sin. I agree with that, but he added that Christ died for babies, but they did not say they would go to heaven if they died. Uh, as a good Calvinist, I understand if a child dies, he's welcome to heaven if he is a covenant child. Ooh, born into a covenant family. If you are a Lutheran, it gets a bit convoluted and hard to tell what you guys really believe. Yes, Christ calls you out, but then you can fall back into sin. That there's uh, That is so confusing, and a poor baby has no real assurance of anything by your doctrine. Lumpy, I need clarification. Please help. Tell the guys to keep up the mediocrity. Denise the Calvinist. P.S. Don't make fun of me because I'm a Calvinist. <laughs> Dang it. All I right. Well, I guess that's the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to say. <laughs> All right, it so was what you, probably you... preordained to be this way. <laughs> Bad jokes. What do you think of that? Now, so first, the, the Calvinist doctrine is, I'm not 100% sure if it, it, if it has, I mean, well, I'm sure it doesn't have any more clarity. I'm pretty sure it, doesn't have, it does have less clarity because you have now this covenant child you have the, is a weird way to be saved. I mean, we are going to say, this has to be very clear, that the way a person has the... Uh, imputed righteousness of Christ, that's your buzzword, is by faith, and that babies can have faith, so that if a baby goes to heaven, it is because they believed in Jesus, just like if an adult goes to heaven. A person goes to heaven only one way, by faith in Christ and his death on the cross. I mean, that's it. Now, the that a baby would believe the gospel is the same miracle than if an adult believes the gospel. I mean, you cannot believe on your own. We think that because we can, we're grown up and we can understand things, et cetera, et cetera, that we can choose to have faith or that faith is somehow our work or something like this. No, faith is always a miracle. So that if you hear the gospel and believe it, it's a miracle worked by the Holy Spirit. If the baby hears the gospel and believes it, it's a miracle worked by the Holy Spirit. Now, further, we have this gospel given to us clearly in the gift of baptism. So that uh, so that we have this confidence that when a child is baptized, uh, for example, or an adult is baptized, that the Lord is putting his name on them and forgiving their sins and giving to them the gift of faith, which believes the promise of forgiveness. So baptism doesn't save anybody apart from faith, but precisely because of faith. You have to believe the promise that's given there. Uh, and we rejoice that Jesus has all of these great promises for children, that of such is the kingdom of heaven, and that uh, he compares the f- faith that believes in Jesus, uh, faith that believes in him, to uh, to that of a child. So that it seems like, it seems like it's even easier for children to believe in Jesus than it is for adults. Uh, less gets in the way. So baptism gives us this confidence and the assurance, not some sort of magical thing, but the assurance of faith. Uh, that believes that the sins are forgiven. Right. And, you know, as we have talked about before, um, uh, uh, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God, and there is nothing to prohibit a, a baby, even prenatally, to hear the, hearing the word of Christ. So right. That's all the time we have for Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like Marcion's edition of the Old Testament. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The, the views so expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect That's the views very or opinions of this station. Joke I we would like your feedback on today's chuckle? show. Call us toll free 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. 
You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio. Pew, 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 pew.